Salutations! And welcome to the 57th episode of the In The House podcast. The official podcast of Scouts' House Supporters Group, which is the official supporters group of Louisville City Football Club. I am your host, Evan Floyd. Yay. I am terrified of the weather right now. We're going to die. And uh, I'm really excited to be here. We're going to die. Excited, uh, but we're going to die. Yeah. Um, no, we are uh, We're here tonight at Saints. Yeah. We came on out to watch the United States versus Mexico, uh, whoa, versus Jamaica <laughs> game. U.S. U.S. versus Jamaica going on as we speak. We'll give you a little bit of a little bit of update on that shortly. It's the 35th minute, and it's nil nil at this moment. But uh, no, um, it's it's going to be a fun one tonight. We're going to talk some Open Cup. We're going to talk some USL League play. We're going to talk some some haps. Some happenings. Are we going to talk about how conflicted we are with this game? We're 100% going to talk about how conflicted we are about this game. So, uh, but in order to have any of those conversations, I'm going to need a partner. And the only partner I can think of that would even be a reasonable facsimile of uh, helpful is my partner in crime, who tonight is coming to you live from a storm storm chasers meetup in Enid, Oklahoma. Yeah, Andy Frederick, ladies and gentlemen. Andy, welcome. Thank you. It's it's storm season. It is. It's, it's tornado season, and it is threatening. Very, very. And these are some these are good guys. These are the guys these to be some with. Good men and women to be with. Salt of the earth. Salt of the earth. They have cool cars that are armored. I'm not sure if you knew that about storm chasers. I did not know that about they storm chasers. They armor their cars. Um, yeah. No, it's a good time. It's a good time. I asked if they wanted to have some beers yeah. while I did the podcast. Mm-hmm. They said no, that they have to drive. Okay. And sometimes quickly away from. Sure. No, you gotta you gotta stay sober. Away from weather. Alert. Events. All yeah. that jazz. Yeah. So. Well, I'm uh, I'm glad that you're here because uh, the first thing that we are going to talk about before we get into flipping a coin, we're going to talk about Jamaica versus the United States. So. Um, as most, not all, but most of our listenership is, where I'm a fan of the United States men's national team. Uh, I'm not a full-blown American outlaw or anything, but I enjoy watching them play. I root them right. on when they are playing. USA, I, USA, I, darn right. I, I too believe that we will win. Yeah. Uh, but the the bottom line is, when it's not World Cup season or to a lesser extent. Uh, you know, Gold Cup season. It's yeah. there's, there's not a ton of American no. fan base out there. No. And uh, the the attendance sizes of the U.S. men's national games on American turf is embarrassing, which is a sad thing. Like we're watching this game here. I believe they're playing it in D.C. and it is sparsely attended. Most of that has to do more with price than it does with the uh, lack of a good on-field product. But I think. That most American fans are sort of taking a show me attitude. Yeah. With uh, with this iteration of the American team. Do you yeah. think that we were building up in general? The country was building up toward an appreciate to more of an appreciation of soccer at the last like not the last World Cup, but like the last last World Cup that the U.S. was in, and then this past World Cup, us not getting into it. Yeah. 
do you think that kind of soured that, some? I think that the American fan base in soccer in general is growing and is growing more passionate and more knowledgeable. I think that that's all true. I think that the uh, American viewership of this past World Cup was less than the World Cup previous, but that's because we weren't in it. Right. And I think that not being in this World Cup really put a hindrance on some of the good chances that we had. Yeah. Uh, on the momentum for American soccer. Not qualifying was uh, a bummer. Oh, yeah. In terms of momentum for U.S. soccer. Who did we lose to that we didn't qualify? Well, the I mean, we lost a lot of games that we shouldn't have to keep us from qualifying, but the final game where a draw even would have gotten us in was against Trinidad and Tobago uh, on a soggy field. And uh, Greg Ranjitsing had front row seats. He was on the bench for that yeah. game. But uh, we lost that game, and that prevented us from having any kind of uh, – that was our final shot at qualification. Uh, should have qualified before that. And not only should they have qualified before that, but uh, they should have won that game too. So a lot of missed chances. But – I think that this iteration of the team with uh, Greg Berhalter in charge. Hey, look, there's Sean Francis Sean on Francis. our screen right there. Uh, with this iteration of the team, uh, I think. There you go, Sean. Uh, I mostly think that it's wait and see. It, the, Christian Pulisic is coming into his own. You've got Sargent and Tim Weah coming along. You've got uh, some of the... There's a good crowd there. It's not sparsely. Is it? It, it's that's, that angle is the good angle. Wait until you see the sidelines. But um, ultimately, I think that we, we want to see something. And a good performance in this Gold Cup. It doesn't even necessarily have to be a win. Just a uh, good, solid performance. At least semifinals and a respectable loss or a final and a loss yeah. would would sort of bring the American fan base back into the fold on this team and get them start getting them excited about where we could be going. Yeah. So we'll find out, but that's that's how I basically feel. This game in particular, some of the younger stars aren't playing for the Americans, and as we have noted, uh, Lou City stalwart. Sean Francis is in the starting lineup, yeah. and I believe that Speedy Williams is in the 18. So we've got two loose city players playing on the opposite side from our boys. Thus making it it's a conundrum very conflicting. Because I, I've found myself almost, not quite, but almost rooting for the Jamaicans. Yeah. And that's purely because I want Frano to do well. Um, I, I'm sure that... Uh, and the only bad result for me would be Frano being sent off with a red card and the, and then the Jamaicans winning. Right. Like, that's the bad result. Right. Everything else I think I can sort of, uh, I can sort of live with in this game. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so we'll, we'll be keeping an eye on it. We'll keep you posted if anything fascinating happens the rest if of the way. If we interrupt for something amazing, yeah. know that it's because of the game. That we are watching, and we are very much game. we are very much out in public tonight, and we are Sands guest. Uh, that's on me. I had forgotten that our boys had two games last week, yeah. and then they had a, uh, a mandated company picnic on Sunday, and then they had uh, a mandated f- photography session on Monday night. What a weird term, mandated company picnic. Well, you know what I'm saying. It wasn't like, hey, everybody come to this p- company picnic, it'll be nice. It was, you're coming to this picnic. Uh, uh, it was very nice, but I'm just saying that, you know, these guys practice five days a week, play one day a week, and get one day to rest, and their one day to rest, they were, you know, out doing stuff. 
And so, uh, and then last night we had the season ticket holder bowling event, and so they yeah. have had a lot placed on their time. And so I did not feel comfortable demanding, requesting, or asking anybody to show up to record with us tonight. Why didn't you just call a mayor again? I should have just called G just Fish. Call, just call Old G Fish. Hey, you haven't been on in a year, man. You got reelected, and I can only assume that was from the in the house bump. So what if it was? That, that's what, that's <laughs> what got it, was it like done. Ten people who listened to the show were like, you know what? Yeah, I'll vote for Mayor. That Fisher. guy's all right. <laughs> but uh, he. Uh, he probably would have been unavailable also, but you never know. We'll, we'll check back in. But it is just us tonight, Andy. Uh, I think that we have already flipped a coin. We did that before we, we went on air, and this is legitimate this time. There was a coin toss, and it was tails. It was tails. So uh, I'm sorry, but uh, we're on a very strange mesh table that, was, that made a lot of noise, and I didn't want to record with it because it's just crazy. Uh, but being here at Saints, enjoying some beers, and enjoying the game. So... Uh, Tails, that means we start with a game review, and for us that means that we're going all the way back to Saturday when uh, Lou City squared off against Charleston Battery. Yeah. How did you feel about that game? It was, you know what, it was an entertaining game. Like, outside of just, like, being thrilled that we won, that we walked away with three points. Yeah. It was a good day to watch a game. Like, beautiful, like, weather-wise, it was, it was gorgeous. beautiful. Uh, but it was an entertaining game. And just how, and I didn't, and we didn't even really talk about it when we did our preview last week of this game. It got chippier than I thought it was going to get. It got yeah. real chippy. You, the second you start throwing around red cards, which there were a lot, considerably there were a lot. I'm, like we had two, they had one. Like once you start throwing around red cards, it gets chippy. Oh, absolutely. It gets a little. Uh, before, oh, before I start in any way breaking down the game, which will inevitably lead to some conversation of the refereeing, I want to uh, make sure that I disclose that I am an employee of Louisville City Football yeah. Club and that anything I say is my opinion alone and doesn't necessarily reflect the opinions of Louisville City, the front office, the team, our partners, or our sponsors. So uh, that's everything here. It's, it's all me. And I'll say that the refereeing was pretty atrocious. Uh, yeah, it was garbage. Honestly, I, I didn't think that the actual calls were that bad. I thought that the actual refereeing of the game was fine. It was just some bizarre card choices. Yeah. Uh, it felt like there were some... He got a little card happy, I felt like. He did uh, in the second half. Now, some of that can go to maybe throughout the game he's saying, you know, one more time and you're getting it. Maybe maybe that's all happening and we don't just hear it from where from our vantage points. Right. But my vantage point's pretty close, and I yeah. didn't hear all of that nonsense. Uh, it felt to me like, frankly, there were some red cards that could have been yellows. There were some yellow cards that could have been no calls, and there were some yellows that could have been reds and weren't. Yeah. And so it was a, it was not a strongly officiated game in this instance. No. Um, the one that sticks out to me, the two that stick out to me, really. Are you guys okay? Doing great. Thank oh you. yeah. Oh, I see you don't like calls. It's okay. It's okay. I do like them. I just like them sitting there. I don't like stuff oh, in shit. my. I don't like stuff in my, my thing. I don't like That's it. That's what she said, I guess. That was our lovely that server. That was our Kayla. server. Yeah, she's she's great. Yeah. Um, the two that stick out to me that you really question is one get against us and one for us. All right. Paco's red card. Okay. Now, to be fair, it was a second yellow and not a straight red. Yeah, that's true. All right, well, then scratch that one, but Lucky's red. <laughs> yeah, the one that's luckier. 
it felt like here's the thing if you're gonna make the call in the first place then to me it might very well be a red because it's one-on-one with the keeper if if lucky doesn't fall down there he's one-on-one with the keeper yeah now if you say if you're saying he fell down because the guy kicked him then you know it's a red, it's a red card so i mean yeah. i'm down uh, from my angle i thought he definitely got him uh from other angles it looked like he definitely didn't get him uh, and uh, I've heard varying reports from different from yeah. different people. From the Scouse's house vantage point, it did not look like he got it. Okay. Now, I was on the exact opposite side from you. Not on the opposite field, but right. I was on the opposite side. So I'm looking at it from the other side of the goal than you are. Yeah. And it looked to me like Lucky turned and the guy clipped his ankle. That's what it looked like. Okay. But uh, obviously the referee agreed with my assessment. Here's the thing. I'm not complaining about no. it. No. I'm not complaining no about it. No complaints whatsoever. We, we had already gotten a goal. Yeah. Uh, I'm not mad about the opportunity for another goal. No. Like, I'm not mad about that. It's just... And my here and like in my head, my justification for it, like watching it, I was like, I don't think he got him. But my justification for it is every bad call that we Got. Every yeah. call that we've seen against us, that we're like, what? Yeah. But really, when you think about it in a broad term, that's every team ever. Every yeah. team has had that one call that you're that they that they absolutely and it, deserve that. And, like, the, and the bad calls that go against you stick in your head a lot better yeah. than the good calls that go your way. Absolutely. So everybody's absolutely. walking around with a catalog in the back of their brain, like we got screwed that time. Oh man, that one. Remember that time yeah. that that thing happened and it was terrible. Yeah, absolutely. But nobody's walking around going, "Hey, remember that time we got that really fortuitous call that could have gone either way?" Right. That was great. Well, and so so my justification for it, like after watching it and after we get the goal, it was like, you know what? We deserve that. Yeah. <laughs> that one, chalk that one up to karma. We had that one come. <laughs> uh, let's talk a little bit about game action. Uh, so the game starts off quick in like yeah. the sixth, seventh minute. We get the goal from uh, George Davis, uh, and it is on a sweet dummy oh, from Lucky, who, who does a nice step over, and it really threw their run off, their defense also. George made the perfect run to the front, yeah. right to the center, uh, and uh, finished with a plum. Niall with the assist. Uh, and before we go any further, I want to compliment Niall, who is our player representing Lou City in the Pride Razor. Yeah. Uh, and on Pride Night, he raised a great deal of money for Pride Razor Good. because his uh, his donation plan is ten dollars for every appearance. So just by in the starting lineup, you got ten bucks. Ten dollars for every assist. Yep. First play of the game, he gets or first goal of the game, he gets yeah. the assist. Goal, last goal of the game, he gets the he gets the goal. So uh, from everybody who matched Nile, and I know Brad Estes did, I know Lance McGarvey did, I know I did. Uh, and I imagine several others. Uh, Thirty dollars from each of us for that night. So we uh, know we raised at least 120 bucks yeah. for Pride Razor that night, which is which is awesome. So kudos to Nile for not only you know volunteering to participate in a worthy cause yeah. for a good fundraiser, but uh, also then showing up and showing yeah, out. I thought he played beautifully. He had a great game. Oh man, he had a great game. Uh, so we get the first goal. Then quickly the red card comes. Not long afterwards. Magnus powers at home, no questions asked, no problems. Uh, and you go up 2-0, and you're up a man. So you're up two and up a man. And I thought we played well the rest of the half in terms yeah. of 
we did a nice job of not pressing anything, but keeping the ball. Yeah. So uh, I, I was really pleased for three, four minutes at a time of us being able to just say we're gonna we're gonna vice grip you. Right. So uh, we're gonna have the ball and make you chase, and eventually you're gonna open up. Now we never got the goal out of it, but they did a nice job of uh, setting it up, yeah. of playing properly. And I went into halftime thinking, man, we might win this game six nothing. I yeah. really did feel that way. Well, uh, we've talked a lot about having that one game. Yeah. That we just dominate. And for a minute there, going into half, I thought this was going to be the game. It felt like, like it could have been. This might be the one where we just embarrass the other team. Now, Charleston's a really good defensive team, and I think they showed that by being down a man for about an hour. Yeah. They did a really nice job of not letting us get on the board during that hour. Uh, and so kudos big time to Charleston for their defense because, yeah, we played well and possessed the ball. But uh, in the second half, they really came out with a completely yeah, different game plan, and I thought that they played us level, if not better. Obviously, they pulled the goal back uh, early in the second half on the corner oh, uh, kick, I believe it was. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's just a bummer. Like, I'm I mean, not even mad about that goal, though. I mean, it was good. Like, there's nothing you can do about it. It's. I'll admit I had a moment of, oh, God, if we don't win this game. After going up 2 nothing and going up a man, I had the moment of, oh, my God. Like, we've got to win this game. Yeah. Uh, I thought that, honestly, the goal settled us down a little bit. Charleston was still playing well and with purpose for good chunks of the second half, but uh, the, I felt like we at least it calmed us down. And the defense settled in well and uh, until Brian Ownby uh, took matters into his own elbow. Oh. So, well, he did. So, uh, he did. Brian. When that happened... I honestly thought so. A and when I said it was enter an entertaining game, that's one of the things I was talking about. Is sure. A when it first happened from our vantage, from the scouts' house vantage point, of course you're like, "What? What are you talking about? He didn't do anything." Yeah. And so <laughs> you watch, and when it happens, Ownby like is walking away, and like he kind of motions for the guy to get up. He's like, "Get up!" Yeah. <laughs> Paolo walks over and does it too, and it was like. Hello. Yeah, that's probably unnecessary. <laughs> on, bud. It's probably unnecessary, it's but it's funny nice to, to have the captain back. No, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Paolo is another one. Besides, we talk a lot about how Nile is always fun to watch because he's one of the first ones to get on a ref. Oh, yeah. Right? He's always he's well, one he of the first ones. His, he takes his role as captain very oh, seriously. Okay. Do another one. Please. No, no, we don't. We don't. It's okay. I'm going to wait a second. Is that okay? So I can take like a two-second break? Yeah, for sure. He's looking at me. You're, no, you're on our podcast right now. Oh, I'm walking away. All <laughs> right. That's a, that's a perfectly... Um, but I, I think we always forget that Paolo had a tendency to do the same thing. Oh, and Paolo's, his captain, like, he needs to be the one doing it. He's the quintessential captain in the idea that when he sees one of his players in trouble, he usually tries to jump in the front and be the be the voice. And that's what a captain's supposed to do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there was nothing he could do about Paco in this game. But uh, for Paolo, uh, for Ownby, Paco, uh, Paolo really gave uh, the referee the business about it because I imagine that either he had the similar view to you or, uh, or else he's just trying to be a good teammate and a good captain. But uh, replays demonstrate pretty clearly yeah. that Brian definitely got the elbow up around he the did. face. 
Uh, I mean, and I don't like it, but it's the simple fact that, I mean, and it very may, he may very well have just been trying to do the get off me move. Right. But uh, when you do the get off me move, you better make darn sure your elbow's not near their face. Because yeah, if they, if it is, then you run the risk of getting a red card because it looks like a deliberate act. And that's, that's where it was. So. Yeah. Uh, I kind of liked, though, Brian walking off. Egg, he egged up the crowd. Yeah, absolutely. He was like, yeah, come on, give it to me. So Let you, me but, but, I mean, you've got a fan favorite. Yep. Right? Who, who just got sent off. Who just got sent off at a pretty well-attended game, mm-hmm. which uh, we'll get to. Yeah. Got some actual numbers on that Ooh, guy. Ooh, ex- actual numbers. Um, but you love to see that. Like, yep. get the crowd riled up. Like, yeah, let's let's dominate these dudes. Like, yeah. let's do this. No, like, I, I liked it. It was I, awesome. He uh, he did it to the sideline on his way out, and then again over at the Coopers, who uh, I had the perfect vantage point for this, were uh, were chanting the Brian Ownby chant uh, as he went off, which nice. was very nice. So uh, Brian Ownby, I'm not positive if the suspension has gone public or not yet. So uh, I'll just say that we know we're missing him for at least one game. Yeah. Uh, it's not uncommon for USL to take matters like that and uh, to make make a statement about player safety and right. violence. So just just saying that, uh, I hope that uh, I, I'm hoping that this will actually be a good thing for him in the long run. Not the red card because that sucks, but the idea that he's clearly back. And that's awesome. Yeah. But you, I wanted to be able to go 90, and some of that is just getting fitness. Right. And so now he's got at least a week of just, you know, training, 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 yeah. and not having to worry about, you know, so going he, out and getting run over. So this is one of my questions. The red card, just to make, just so everybody's on the same page, a red card in regular league play does not exclude him from open cup. It does not. No USL okay. anything will discard anybody from a U.S. Open Cup match. So uh, regardless, if Brian Omi gets suspended for the rest of the year in the uh, US, uh, USL, which would be egregious, uh, if that happens, <laughs> if that were to happen, he would still be eligible to play in U.S. Open okay. Cup matches. So really what we're saying is that he's going to get rest. He's definitely not playing Loudon, and then he'll be rip-roaring ready to go for Cincy. Exactly. So, uh, no, the red card sucks, uh, and it sort of leveled the playing field, and I felt like we, again, played better when he came off. Not that we played better because he came off. I just thought that the guys settled back into a rhythm around yeah. that same time. And uh, I, was pl- I was pleased with the play. Uh, not that long after it occurs, we, uh, we get the third goal. This one is... Uh, was the third one Nile or was the third one Magnus? Third one was Magnus. All right, so Magnus gets credited with a goal that, you know, maybe you call it an own goal. Maybe, uh, yeah, I don't really care how you chalk these things up. It was created by Magnus. And uh, so on a set piece from out wide, uh, Magnus whips one into the box. And Nile's man, I'm sorry, Paco's man, turns to try to cover Paco, make sure he doesn't put it home. Yeah. And it sort of bounces, glances off of uh, Paco's defender. But Maggie was credited with the goal, He right? was credited okay. with the goal. Uh, and I'm saying that may have been generous. I don't think it was on net if uh, he doesn't put it, if he doesn't put a back into it. Because it just sort of bounces off the guy's back and into the goal. Yeah. And who cares? It counts the same. What if that was Maggie's entire plan? He's like, I'm going to ricochet this off. And that split second, he's like, I'm going to bounce this off that. Like, call, like, right, like when you bounce, call, like in and pool, then, when you call off of, off a side. I'm going to short hop this into his yep. back, and that'll go into the corner. I'd be down with that. But it, it goes in regardless. So you get the third in. goal, and that everybody sort of 
exhale. I think we were in like 77, yeah. 78th minute at that point. You're feeling like, okay, we're, we should have this barring catastrophe. And then, in the, uh, then all of Paco's extracurriculars. I honestly don't remember how Paco got the first yellow card. Uh, I think it was on a, just an aggressive tackle. The second yellow card, though, comes from time-wasting, yeah. and it's a legitimate call. Thank you so it's, much. Uh, what, it's what <laughs> he was doing. He was intentionally time-wasting, and uh, you're allowed to give a yellow. I personally think that's excessive and unnecessary to a guy already on a yellow. Yeah. But well, I also say, hey, quit wasting time. I also don't know that he hadn't already said, hey, quit wasting time a bunch of times. I just don't know. You know what would be fun? This what, is a side that? note. What's that? Let's have a ref on one time. Okay. Let's have a ref on. Now, I know that there are rules that uh, impact whether or not refs are allowed to talk uh, in public. Uh, but maybe a retired ref we could probably get, something like that. Uh, and maybe, a, maybe a, a women's league ref. Maybe, you know... Somebody to give us real perspective and honest answers, but uh, yeah, not, I think it'd be not fun to have a ref on. It's an extremely tough job. It's an extremely no, absolutely. tough job, absolutely. and it's why the best referees in the world are the best referees in the world, and why you see the same eleven dudes refereeing the yeah. biggest games every year. Yeah, uh, and so you know this one, this one got away from him, and uh, the card started piling in, and uh, like I say, maybe he'd already been telling Paco. Dude, shut it down. Dude, right. you're pissing me off. You gotta stop. Stop, stop, stop. And then he just doesn't. Or maybe it was just him being, you know, punitive for no apparent reason. I also kind of feel like Paco has always been really good at, at like, testing boundaries. Right up like, to the edge. Pushing right up to the edge of what I can and can't do, mm -hmm. you know? Which is one of the reasons we love Paco. <laughs> it is one of the reasons we love Paco. Uh, and then not long after Paco gets sent off, Niall gets the goal. Uh, and Niall's goal was filthy. A glorious. It was filthy. Oh, uh, it was glorious. Now, we had talked quite a bit about set pieces not being our strong suit this year. Right. And uh, this game we get two goals off of set pieces, yeah. which feels nice. And this is the, I guess you'd have to count Magnus' in this also. But to me, this is the third goal, maybe the fourth, uh, directly off of a free kick. Uh, where uh, we've had somebody step up and score in the right. recent past. So you had Sonny put his in in the Open Cup yeah. match. Yeah. We, we saw Magnus against Swope put one into the back of the net. Yeah. And then now Niles put one in here. And then I guess Magnus is, is a free kick that went in and was credited to him, so I guess you count that also. But to me, it's nice not only that we're getting the goals now that way, but that it's spread out a little. It's not the same guy doing it every time. Yeah. Like, I loved Cam, and it was awesome to watch him step up when right. he was in the groove. But it's also nice to know that it, it, we got several guys who can, who do, can it. do it. It just makes us more dangerous. If you're if you're an opposing team, last year it was like, oh, Cameron Lancaster's stepping up to take this. Damn it. Well, and but I, now it's like, I mean, it could be anybody. This well, is and that was the other part of it, was that last year you could have – Cameron and Paolo and Oscar all standing over the ball, but everybody knew who was taking the yeah. shot. In this, I believe that it was uh, Magnus and Niall both standing over the ball. It may have been Paolo, but it was, it I was think Magnus. it was uh, it, Magnus and Niall both standing over the ball. And you have to respect that Magnus might take the left footer and try to drive it in. And instead, Niall comes up and hits the right footer in. And so that puts the extra level of doubt in your mind about, well, who yeah. is taking this? There was no doubt last year who was taking it. No, yeah. Well, and the great thing about, one of the great things about this goal is that 
when you watch the replay, the, their keeper, he read it right. He played her perfectly. He read it right. There was just he nothing just he could do. do. He just couldn't get there. there that must have been so frustrating. Yeah, if you're a keep, if I'm a keep, right, and I'm and I'm and I'm against a set piece like that, if yeah. I judge wrong, that's one thing. It's like, well, I guessed wrong because that's all you're doing. Yeah, guessing. Oh, I guessed wrong. But if I guess right and still can't get to it, yeah, that's even worse. Well, uh, now I'm going to reveal some stuff about you to the public here. You, okay. once upon a time, were a world-class bartender. Is that not accurate? I don't know if world-class. You, okay. you were a very good bartender. I was okay. But even as, as a very good bartender, I imagine that occasionally on your tray or on your whatever that a glass may have fallen off. At no. some point, you never dropped a glass ever. I don't do that. You never dropped a glass that. in your amateur. history of serving That's for tables. Green. That's for and greenhorns, bars. my friend. And I'm asking you right now <laughs> for complete honesty that never in your history as a bartender or as a server. No, did we're talking you about bartender. Ever, did you ever as a, drop a glass as off a of a table? Bartender, I broke a glass or eight in the dishwasher. Okay. But I can honestly say, in my entire tenure as a bartender, I don't think I ever broke a glass. That's an impressive achievement. Yeah. And it negates my point. But my point is that when you are dropping a glass, no matter what the circumstances are, right. it all happens in slow motion and it feels so much worse. Because you yeah. see it going and you're like, I'm not going to be able to catch this. It's right. going to fall. There's a video going around online right now of a bartender or of a server who's got a tray full of uh, oh, yeah. tray full of glasses, and the first one starts to fall, yeah. and you can just see his face like, you son of a I've been bitch. there. No, everybody's been there. And, yeah, sure. and uh, that's how that goalkeeper must have felt. That is how he must have felt, was, I can see it going. I'm in the right spot, but I just can't do no, any. Yeah. He couldn't do anything. Uh, hopeless. It must have felt helpless. Yeah. And I love that. I like making other teams feel like there's nothing I there's can do. There's nothing you can do about this. Uh, so that puts us up 4-1. The game ends not long after. Now, I will point out that when that happened, uh, their players were not happy about it, and they were kicking the ball. Right. They there were was a lot of... Running the ball. And I don't know how the referee was not positioned properly to see this. One of the balls actually got kicked out of the field and into the stands. Yeah. And uh, uh, as somebody who retrieves balls professionally now, I'll say that that was annoying. <laughs> but, uh, and, and I was more annoyed uh, by the fact that Paco got a yellow card for time-wasting and the and guy kicking the ball got, into the stands no, got nothing. Well, their, uh, Kuzminski, their keeper, did it twice. Did it twice. One time he threw the ball out of anger. Uh, when Lucky got his red, when when they got their red, Lucky went to grab the ball from him. Yeah. As you would, like, hey, as I have do. to take this. Somebody has to take this PK so I can have the mm -hmm. ball. And he like he like jerked it away. I mean, there are a few times that Kuzminski acted like kind of a ten year old with that ball, and it was like you need to calm down. Yeah, everybody, settle yourself a little bit here. Frano putting in the corner. No dice. All right. Um, okay, so 4-1 victory. Uh, you feel good about a win. Yeah. Charleston was ahead of us at the time in the standings, or right behind they us. They were right behind us. And uh, had a game in hand, where if they had beaten us, they would have uh, overpat overtaken us. We are currently fifth right now. No, we, we are currently in sixth. Uh, we and we also have fifth. games in hand on everybody behind us for, like, 
several spots. Yeah, we could yeah. fall to eighth or ninth pretty easily if we don't continue to play well. But I think we are now out of nine games out of ten with uh, nine games and only one loss in our last nine. That's playing pretty good. Yeah. Uh, not as many wins as there as some of us would like, but again, you're not losing, and that's that's saying no. something. <laughs> also, again, just over a third of the way through the season. Right. Let's take that as a transition now into uh, the upcoming match. We play against Loudon United FC, one of the brand new teams. Brand new team, and it's a brand new two team. Yeah. They are DC United's affiliate, and uh, that that. I was a little surprised that they would bring, uh, they would bring Richmond and Toronto FC two and some of the teams that have been historically uh, a part of the USL, and especially teams like Richmond, who are storied parts of uh, the USL history. Right. Uh, that they would kick them out for being two teams, uh, or for whatever, and that they would bring Loudon in as a two-team. That surprised me, that you uh, bring them into the championship. Yeah. I, I, I'm not crazy about that. I'm not crazy about having two teams at all. I think that that'll go away in the next two years. You think so? I do. Uh, but, you know. Well, well, they're building them a stadium. Is it their own stadium, or is it it's a stadium for D.C. United and Loudon will play? Well, if you look at Loudon's website, yeah, which they have. Okay. <laughs> Um. Yeah, no, it's they're advertising as Loudon United as Loudon United Stadium. Now, when I say stadium, it is not what Louisville City Stadium is going to be. Well, it is not. It yeah. is very. It's it's very like here is technically a stadium. Right. Okay. It's it's uh, they're building them a place to play. Yeah, and it will house enough people to justify it. Yes. Okay. Uh, Loudon has not gotten off to a brilliant beginning. Oh, yeah, that's a handball on Josh Sargent. That's not on Frano. Frano is a perfect, glorious boy. Uh, anyway, um, see, right there. I was unintentionally weird, rooting like... for Jamaica. Mostly I was just rooting for our boy, uh, Sean Francis. But at any rate, um, Loudon, not off to a great start. I believe they're third from the bottom of the table right now. And uh, that... Uh, puts them with nine points through nine games, I think. I think they've got, like, two wins and three draws. We're going to find out right uh, now. And but... four losses. In fact, I'd be willing to wager that they have two wins, three three uh, draws, and Let's four losses. Let's find out. But they are playing as we speak. They're 15th. Okay, out of? 18th. So third from the bottom. You make it sound like, never mind. Okay. Continue. No. Uh, they are playing currently. They are right now playing against one of the teams that is worse than them in the standings, and that would be uh, uh, Swope Park. And so they're playing them now. They may come into the game with a few more points, and they may come in a little sad. Uh, one thing I like is that they're having to play midweek. Cause, what did you say for wins, draws, losses? Uh, wait, who's coming into the game here? Let's see here. Okay, it's, it's Lewis for Hector. All right, Lewis for Hector. Not not nearly that. as exciting to me as you know Williams for Hector. Right, would have been more exciting. Uh, two wins, three draws, four losses. Yep. Yeah, uh, they're they're not a they're not a tremendous team. It's almost like you work for USL team. It's, uh, it's almost like that. My unfortunately, my job while I do adore it. 
doesn't involve me having to pay attention to other USL teams. Like, Maybe there's you no, should. There's no part of my day where they're like, hey, did you go and watch that thing? And I'm like, uh, no. You like, should start putting together PowerPoints like that. About what? For who? About stuff like that. Like, just like goings on as far as like standing. Who would I present those uh, PowerPoints to? Hey, Brad. Or Howie. Okay. All right. I, I, I'll take that under advice. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm, otherwise, I have almost nothing to do. I just sit around. All Mario, day. I'm sure, would at least humor you. I, I, I'm, Mario humors me about soccer on a daily basis <laughs> because my job is so far removed from the technical staff. So I want to make sure that our listenership understands that nothing I am doing has any <laughs> impact on how our players perform on the field, what they're doing, how they're training, anything. I am not in any way involved with the actual players. I don't feel like that's true. It is true. I don't feel like uh, true. And that is, and the person who knows that the most is Mario. And so every Monday in particular, after our Monday morning meeting I go and I sit down in Mario's office and we spend about a half hour talking about you know the actual job of community relations and what we're doing throughout the week and then we spend about a half hour where I ask him questions about the game and he answers them for me and I say well why didn't we do this because I think I'm smart and then he tells me this is why we didn't do that because you're dumb and it's it's been a great education for me in terms of uh, what soccer really is as yeah. opposed to what I thought it was uh, but uh, he would purely be humoring me if I was like hey I put together this PowerPoint presentation and he'd be like you just clipped the goals from their last game that is no interest to me none so that's that's fine uh, but there wouldn't be a lot of goals to show for Loudon United FC this is what you do this is what you do okay Andy's got a new suggestion <laughs> Put together a PowerPoint. I'm, I'm following along so far. <laughs> okay. I'm familiar with PowerPoint. Of pictures, whatever team we're playing that week, U.S. Yeah. Open Cup or U.S. or regular league play. Put together a PowerPoint of pictures of the outsides of the coaches' houses. Oh, wow. Look, if you want to know where this guy lives. This is how this guy's living. This, what's to say about this guy? Okay, this guy lives in an apartment. Remember in Casino when Ace would when Ace sure. would research that that's what you need to do. I need that level of you specificity. You need that level. Alright. I'll consider it. Let's just say that. I don't think you're gonna. I'm really not. I was humoring you. Um, Thank you. <laughs> so the one thing we like to point out are uh, players on teams that uh, used to play for Lou City and uh, Loudon has a former Lou City player in uh, Andrew Lubon. Uh, okay. Not a not a huge contributor to Lou City, not a long term starter, but he was a player for Lou City for a couple of years, and uh, he's on the squad. So there's that. Uh, beyond that, the, what does he play? Uh, he's a, he's a back. He's a back. Okay. Or I think he can also play defensive mid if he if, if called upon to do so. Um, so I'm. It's not a team that cries out for. Analysis. If I'm completely honest, it's uh, it's a team that cries out again, more than anything, for can Lou City play its game? Can we avoid having the injuries and the red cards that we're currently dealing with? Uh, can we avoid that being what tells the tale here? So we'll be we'll be going into this game without Paco Craig because he has to serve his one game suspension for the red card, and also. Interestingly, he wouldn't have had to serve a red card suspension. He would have had to have served a yellow card suspension anyway because he had accumulated enough in league play to get the one-game suspension. So I feel like he knew that, and he was like, you know what? 
I'm gonna do this anyway. I'm getting. I'm, 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 I'm coming off. I'm coming off. Uh, so uh, Paco out this game, and that means uh, that we are limited in our uh, our back options. Uh, Brian Ownby, red card out for this game. As we have mentioned, Sean Francis is busy playing for uh, Jamaica, as is Speedy Williams, and so those two will be out for our boys. Uh, I don't think it's any giant secret that, especially for people who attended last night's bowl-a-thon, that Pat McMahon's in a boot and is therefore unlikely to play. Uh, I don't think he's been ruled out, but I think he's unlikely to play. Uh, He got that... uh, Abdu Jam also definitely out. He got that during... Pat got that during the US Open Cup, right? Yes, he did. Uh, And Abdu Jam out. Uh, with the with the shoulder still. Have they said how long? Uh, we haven't made any announcements about that, but it's you know he's still very much in a sling. So it's his arm. He doesn't play with his arm. Uh, th- th- that's exactly the kind of comment that I make to Mario. It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly the kind of comment where I'm like, well, why isn't he going forward? He plays with his you're feet. You're an idiot. Um, so I mean, we're we're playing with a limited ish roster right now, uh, which. We keep thinking is almost over, and then and it's then not. Else happens. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, that's every season for every every team, realistically. So uh, you are looking at the possibility that we'll need to play a three-man back line. We don't really have a natural replacement for uh, both Frano and Pat McMahon as a uh, outside back. So with both of those guys out, you may have to go to a three-man back line, and with Paco out. That means you're probably talking about Alexi, Taylor, Taylor. and Tosh playing along yeah. the back line. Yeah. And then you sort of scoot Oscar up to play as a uh, as a midfield wing, yeah. probably with George Davis on the other side. And then some combination of Paolo, Napo, Magnus, and Niall in the middle. And then up top, you're probably going Lucky and Luke mm-hmm. is the guess. Uh, I don't really know. Uh, it's it, I don't know. It, it, we're we the way we're missing players right now is in such a fashion that it really hinders our lineup choices. Yeah. We're not in the position now where it's like, well, Ownby's out, so Lucky's probably starting. Do it's you not really where we're at? Do you think that this puts us in a position where we truly have to rely on, and not that we haven't relied on, but we truly see Hacks soccer. Hacks mode play of. No, I think it's the, the ball, opposite. Attack. Get the ball, attack. Get the ball, attack. I think this is the opposite. I think that right now the team is going to have to uh, be malleable and adjustable. Uh, I think that once fully healthy and present, this team sets up very nicely to play Hacks brand of soccer. I think that as we are currently con- constituted, A, he doesn't want to play a three-man back line. But that means you're going to be playing somebody out of position as a left back or as a right back uh, in maybe Taylor Pay. I think that we have pretty well closed the book on Sean Tosh playing that position. It's just not where he's well-suited. Um, or George Davis having to slide all the way back and play as a back. Yeah. Uh, so your your choices in terms of playing his chosen formation is uh, minimal. 
Uh, oh, Jamaica has scored. It is 1-0 to Jamaica. Uh, I think that's Nicholson who scored for Jamaica. It is in the 60th minute, 1-0. Man, that was a nice goal. Uh, yeah, the Jamaicans are excited, and it was from about 20 yards out. Nice right-footed bender into the top left corner. On a bad giveaway yeah. for the U.S. He that to him. He turns, yeah, about 23, 24 yards out. Just whips it. Created space and ripped it. Wow. Stefan had not really any Nothing. chance. No, yeah. Well, maybe he did. He might have even gotten a finger on that, but not enough of anything. So, uh, But the Loudon game ultimately, I think, comes down to... You know, this is an attrition game. This is a game that we should be able to out-talent these guys, and uh, even with the injuries. And so it's a low-ranked team that I feel like we need to be able to find a way to get a victory against. Uh, this is exactly kind of like that Swope game. Yeah. And in that Swope game, we should have come away with points and didn't because we got off to a slow, bad start. Yeah. And so hopefully in this game, we find a way not to do that. Uh, what are you thinking prediction-wise? Oh, man. What did I say for... I believe you said 3-0. 3-0? No, probably... you said 2-0. Oh, okay. It was 2-0 was your selection. You know what? I'm going to go with it. I bet 3-0. 3-0 to the good guys at home, Slugger Field, yeah. 7 p.m., Saturday, June 8th. It's going to be summer, rainy. Summer kickoff night. Summer kickoff night is going to be rainy. Sponsored by Holiday World. <laughs> Splashing so far. Darn right, man. <laughs> Darn right. Uh, there's going to be some cool stuff there, too, this week. Uh, we're going to have uh, the pace car from Kentucky Speedway is going to be oh, out yeah. there. And uh, some other cool some cool stuff. But 2-0. Or 3-0, I'm sorry. 3-0 for us. And you're right. It looks to me like it's hit or miss rain. Is the last what was the last forecast I saw was like 55% chance of rain and sort of like today was I think where it's a little rainy and then it's hot and muggy and then it's rainy and then it's hot and muggy and off and on. Yeah. A, a, a very true Kentucky summer night. Yeah. Uh, so who you got score? Shit. Uh... See, I can't call Oscar Apaco on this one. Can't do it. You could call it, but it would be it would it would it would be one hundred percent wrong. It'd be it hubris. Be <laughs> hubris in its purest form. Yeah. Um, you know what? I think we still get something from Oscar. Okay. I think Oscar does what we have always said he would do. What he did a few times last season, he just. He's looking for somebody to cross it to, and he's like, you know, you know what? I'm going to make this happen. I, love I got it. this. I hope that happens. I think we're going to get something from Oscar. It's pretty safe to say, not safe, but you can almost expect at least a few shots from Maggie. Yeah, Maggie will probably have some rips. Um, I would love to see Niall continue this continue, form. Continue, yeah, absolutely. Just go off in Pride Month. Oh, my gosh. Caught, send me to the poorhouse. I'd love that. Yeah. Uh, I would love for me to go broke for something like that. Yeah, absolutely. But um, I think that 
It'll be interesting to see. Here comes Speedy Williams in onto the field. All right. Two Both our guys players. are out there. Now watch the next sub be coming on for uh, Frano just to keep uh, this dream from happening. But, yeah, Speedy on his way onto the field. So two Lou City players in one game in an international game. Yeah, Lambert is not in a hurry to come off the field for Jamaica. And, hey, it's not going to be for uh, Frano. So Frano and Speedy going to get a little bit of time on the field nice. together here in the All 64th right. minute. Uh, that, that's exciting. That is uh, exciting. Now, that's awesome. what I'd like to see next is for Jonathan Lewis to come on for the United States, former Lou City player. And uh, oh, yeah. then we would have three Lou City connections on the field at once and an international friendly. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be incredible. That'd be pretty cool. For a, for a second also, division I mean, club in America. It would say a lot about us, right? right? Like, it really hey. would. <laughs> uh, all right, so, okay, I think Sonny Jane might be an interesting uh, might be an interesting factor in this game. I don't think, I, I think with the limits on who we have available, he may be somebody who gets some real playing time. Same deal with Richie Ballard, might be somebody who gets some real playing time, and uh, I'd like to see him come into form. So yeah. he's gotten back onto the field. He's got yep. his feet wet, and now I'd like to see some some uh, some production start to develop. And then uh, finally, I'll say that with all of the injuries and with the school year ending, oh yeah, we may have uh, Mr. Elijah Winder at least in the eighteen. That would be amazing. Uh, I, I I haven't gotten confirmation that it's happening, but God, I, mean, that would be amazing. I'm tr I can count, and I'm telling you right now that I can't count to eighteen healthy and active and available players no. so that's uh, that would be amazing it would be really cool that would be great even his short the thing is like when we watched him for his short stint in the u.s open cup yeah you watched him come on and if you if you listen to this podcast you knew who he was you knew his deal um and i would assume that most people who follow Lou city probably knew who he was and what his deal was right yeah and you watch him come on and you look at him and you're like that's a 16-year-old kid. Yeah. That's Playing a with grown men. Kid. Here's the thing. People like, a lot of these guys don't look their age, right? Yep. We didn't look like that when we were in our 20s. No, we did not. No, man. These look like men. We didn't look like yeah, men when we, we were in we our had, 20s. We had acne and funny haircuts. Yeah, dude. It was weird. But Almost Elijah, like we were professional athletes. Elijah looks 16. He yeah. Looked, he looked. And does. he still got out there. And he held his own yeah, for his did. short stint. He held his own. He looked a little tentative in a couple of places, but, but like who he wouldn't would be, be right? Who like wouldn't. So uh, exciting that he will. I'm not saying he will be in the A team, but I'm saying that there's a perfectly reasonable chance he will be. And I know that uh, the youth soccer for the year in the uh, Elite Ohio. I'm sorry, the Elite Kentucky Cup is over. Yeah. And that uh, the school year for most of the students in the area is either over or very close to over. Right. So he's going to get more chances to train with the first team, and that's a good thing. Elijah's just been doing. Remember that? Remember Kickboxer? Yeah. Right. He's remembering Kickboxer when he like kept kicking the tree. Like yeah. That's Tough what Elijah's been shins. doing. That's what he's been doing. I love it. It's just I, kicking a tree. Frankly, I like the idea of getting to watch. I'd kind of like Howie to put together a highlight video of guys doing training montages. <laughs> like, I'm just, because these guys train exceptionally hard. They work really hard yeah. and uh, are, deserve all of the plaudits that we give them for their hard work. But 
Yeah, we don't see them like running through the snow carrying uh, carrying lumber no, on their yeah. backs like Rocky. Yeah, I want to see a training montage. Absolutely, that would be delightful. Elijah's going to play in this, and he's going to get all three goals. It's one of my absolute favorite movie sports movie tropes. Is, is the montage? Is the montage. Yeah. The, okay, we've got it figured out now. We just have to make put it all together. Montage. Yeah. It's delightful, and uh, maybe we need that for this team. All right, so uh, that's our predictions for Loudon. Uh, let's move on a little bit to FC Cincinnati. Uh, we haven't talked, Andy and I haven't talked yet about our schedule for the. Uh, we haven't talked about our schedule for how we're going to pod next week. Uh, so the question becomes whether we pod before or after the Open Cup matchup with FC Cincinnati. I hope that we find a way to do one before because I haven't studied up on Cincinnati's team well enough. But I am prepared, in case we don't do a pod Monday or Tuesday of next week, I am prepared to say that uh, Cincinnati sucks, um, both by record, which is clear and evident, and by being Cincinnati. They, they just suck. But so, they're literally bottom of the They are league. the they're absolute the worst yeah. team in the MLS as of right now. Uh, there's no other way to put it. Like, no, I'm yeah. not, I mean, I'm that's not being rude. Information. That is actual, yeah. uh, you know, verifiable information that they are the worst team in the MLS. Uh, in theory, they should be better than any MLS team, I mean, any USL team would be. I'm not saying I believe that. I'm just saying in theory, in theory. Uh, their payroll is orders of magnitude higher. Yeah, in than theory, communism team. works. Hey, darn right it does. <laughs> um, but no, I mean their 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 roster makes orders of magnitude more money than any USL roster does. How about that? Uh, the players that they've signed are not team, got players that would would sign for a USL team. Uh, so it. You would think that even if Cincinnati played its backup, backup, backups, that they would still all be MLS players and should, in theory, be better than... Uh, no, nope. I thought U.S. was going to pull their goal back here, but they did not. Uh, they had multiple opportunities. Theoretically. All right. Sorry, I did get caught up in the Jamaican-American drama there for a second. Uh, so Cincinnati should be a better team on the field than we are, even though they are quite miserable in MLS. So, with that being said, I think we'll win. Just because Cincinnati is terrible. Well, remember when we interviewed, so when we interviewed Nile. I do remember interviewing Nile. That was a fun night. Who? At, is Ode at Odeon. At Odeon. Who is a delight. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, which is probably not, Niall McCabe is a delightful human being. He is a delightful human being. That is accurate. Um, he, we asked him how bad they wanted to see because, you know, Cincinnati didn't perform in, tournament, in the playoffs because they never do. Um, Frano just saved a goal from Josh really? Sargent. Well, he, he put in the necessary tackle to prevent Josh Sargent from scoring at point blank range. Hold on, we're gonna watch. I gotta, we're gonna watch this replay right. for a second. Frano, right there. That's our guy. That is our guy. That's our guy. One more time. Let's see if he actually gets a foot in there. At a baby. Our That's our guy right anyway, there. Anyway, Sargent's um, pissed about it too. He is. Um, we asked him 
how bad they wanted to see Cincinnati in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And now, great, like it was like two weeks after we had won. It was like it was, two it weeks. Was, it was darn near a month and a half after we won. I think it was like four or five weeks after. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, but we asked him how bad the guys wanted to see Cincinnati in the playoffs, and he said badly. Like obviously he was thrilled. They're all thrilled that they won the back to back up. Like why wouldn't you be? But they wanted Cincinnati, and so I think going into the Cincinnati game, this is truly going to be a game where we see them hungry. Like this is the game that we see them like no, no, we're Louisville City. I don't care if you're in MLS, you're still Cincinnati, and we have to beat you. Yeah, that seems all reasonable to me to expect. Um, Cincinnati is a team that will be desperate to win this game. So I think that it is fair to assume that Cincinnati, their fan base, if you're following along on Twitter, and if you're not, you should be, because the banner is delightful. Oh, it's hilarious. Um, if you're following along on Twitter, you'll be able to see that the fan base is, is starting to, as Cincinnati is prone to, grumble about the performance of their team on the field. The same people who were over the moon excited about uh, going to MLS just a few scant months ago are now extremely Frano again shutting them down in the middle. Maybe he is a center back. Um, The same people who were crazy excited about them going to MLS are now already pretty grumbly. They've already fired their coach this season. They've changed GMs already this season. Uh, The USL players they brought with them from last year onto the MLS roster this year are either not performing or not playing or in the case of like uh, uh, oh one of their players just got sent down to North Carolina on a permanent loan uh, it's it's not happy times in Cincinnati right now but they can hang their hat a little bit on the idea of beating Blue City like I think that if they win this game they can at least feel like Okay, we are still better than that league. Like, in their minds, that's right. how they'll feel it will be... Uh, that's how it would be pronounced to them. And so... I'm a little concerned that we're going to get the A-plus effort from them. Yeah. And most MLS teams in the first round that they play in the Open Cup do not come out with their A lineups. And we experienced that last year with the Revs when they showed up at Lynn Stadium and they showed up with... Uh, a B lineup. I think they had five starters play, and uh, they, it was not it was not their A lineup by any stretch of the imagination. With all that being said, I don't think Cincinnati makes that mistake. I think Cincinnati shows up hungry and a little bit desperate, and uh, may play the A lineup because if they lose this game to their rival from their lower league that they just left. Uh, I think that that really does damage to your year, to your psyche, to your everything. Which, which is hilarious to Which us. would be freaking amazing for us. <laughs> but it's also, it's, it's more incentive yeah. for them to win. And also, but we go into this game with really nothing to lose because Cincinnati, in theory, should beat us. They're an MLS side and we are not. They uh, have a big roster, a big... Uh, dollar signs behind the roster and we do not right. and 
it's 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 a really a no lose situation for us. We're not expected to win, so if we do, it's amazing. And if we don't, well, we weren't supposed to. Right. So hopefully our guys go in playing free and easy and loose, and uh, that our guys show up. We'll have a very rested and hungry Brian Ownby. Yeah. As an American, you feel confident that he'll be on the roster and starting and able to go a full angry ninety. Yeah. Here's the thing. <clears throat> for me. I usually kind of hate the U.S. Open. Okay. I usually kind of hate it because it's like... Midweek games, harder to get to. Midweek games, it's... Well, no, I mean, even for the guys, like, it's less rest for them. Yeah. Uh, it's more chance of injury. Yeah. It's, as we see with Solopathic Man, like, it's... I just don't... It's like, come on. And it's... And it's fool's gold to chase, too. Right. Like, like uh, we've already won three games in this competition this year, and yet... We still would have to win four more to win the whole thing. Exactly. Like, and there'd be four more against increasingly good and uh, interested competition. Yeah, exactly. But you know, it's still this is the one time—not the one time—but this is like for me, as much as I kind of dislike U.S. Open Cup, this is the game that I'm like, we're doing this. <laughs> we're doing. Uh, this. I'm licking my chops over this one. I'm looking forward <laughs> to going to the game now. You're going to get some fun stuff from me here. This is this is inside baseball. All right? All right. So. I hate baseball, but okay. Okay. Well, inside baseball. You don't understand what I mean. I know right? you're talking Okay. Uh, I work for the front office, and so I'm going to tread very lightly here. FC Cincinnati has an away supporter section. That away supporter section is section 215. And they have given us a portal and a link and a code to be able to purchase tickets in Section 215. And a great many of our fans have already done so. You can be following along. We've already sold over 150 tickets for that game. We expect to sell out the 300-person section. Great. There is nothing to prevent our fans from purchasing tickets in any other section they should so choose. Really? Now, now, in a way, supporter section, you want your people all together. Right. And so, it's yeah, I don't care if you can get front row seats. It, it might not be as cool as it is to be sitting and cheering with your friends and your capos. Right. I get all that. I'm down. That being said, the section in front of Section 215, so still in line with the other Lou City supporters, right below the drums and the flags and the craziness. The tickets cost the exact same amount. If you were to go on FC Cincinnati's website, go through StubHub or SeatGeek or whoever is handling their seats, there's nothing preventing you from buying those tickets in that section. I'm not suggesting that people do that. No, I'm that's just, just factual. That's just it information. Is a that is thing information that exists. Yeah. Uh, especially if we are to sell out our allotted seats in Section 215, I don't know why somebody would not consider buying seats. Uh, so Cincinnati, famously good attendance. Yeah. Famously good attendance. There's no arguing that. It's great attendance. This game is not expected to be the normal level of Cincinnati attendance. It's an early round Open Cup match. It's midweek game. 
season ticket holders aren't guaranteed these seats. They have to actually go out and buy them. You know, it's a thing. Instead of 25,000, which it usually was for Cincinnati versus Louisville matches, mm -hmm. probably going to be closer to 10, 15 is my guess. Maybe 8 to 12. Uh, and if that is the case, that means there will be a lot of seats available in that section. And I didn't personally check how many seats were available in that section, but I know someone who did. And they said that that section directly in front of 212 on SeatGeek had a number of really nice seats available, is all I'm saying out loud to our friends now. That's just factual information. All that's facts. not that's that's a thing that you can look up. Now putting my front office hat back on, okay. I'm gonna make an announcement here that you'll be seeing online tomorrow, and this is all above board. I've cleared this with Howie. Uh, if you want to bring your drums in, if you want to oh, bring yeah. your flags in, if you want to bring a banner in. All of that stuff has to go into to Cincinnati Stadium before their gates are shut and then reopened. So the gates open an hour and a half before kickoff, which is at uh, 6 o'clock. Now, for setup purposes, their gates are open from 1 until 3. And that's for vendors and for anybody who needs to prop stuff off to drop things off. So from 1 to 3, if you want to bring in drums, flags, banners, that is the only time you're allowed to bring them in. If you show up with a flag at 6.30, they're not going to let you bring that flag in. You're going to have to walk all the way back to your uh, car, and then all the way back in, and it's a pain, a pain in the butt. Don't do it, because they won't let you. If, however, you already know, I'm in the groove machine, I want to play my drum. I made this really cool two-pull for this game, making fun of you know how lame Cincinnati's new stadium design looks. Yeah. You want to do stuff like that, you have to have it approved by FC Cincinnati before the game, 48 hours before the game. Which means, I'm telling everybody listening, if you plan on bringing stuff to this game, the front office, our front office, Louisville City's front office, will not try to help you get into the stadium at 6.30 with your flag. We're announcing it, we're making it as clear as possible, and it's uh, Cincinnati Stadium rules, and they're allowed to make whatever rules they want. We might have rules next year banning certain things or preventing people from doing certain things in our right. new stadium, Absolutely. and I don't want to try to take that autonomy away from another team. So we're going to play by their rules. If, however, you do want to bring your drums and your flags and your banners in, let me know. We need a picture of it. We need a written description of it, and we need to submit it by Monday at 7.30. In the morning? In the evening, 48 okay. hours before kickoff. All right. We have to send it in. So I'm going to cut it off at when I leave work on Monday at 5 p.m. By Monday at 5, send it to me. We'll get it approved so long as it is not actually offensive or dangerous. And... If you drop it off at our front office, uh, I will take it into the stadium for you. All right. You don't have to get there on Wednesday at 3 in the afternoon like Just give a press new works. Just give it to Evan. Send me your descriptions and your stuff, and we'll make sure your stuff is ready. That's all I'm saying. We want the drums in there. We want the flags, the banners. We want it all. But it has to go through... The process. Now, if you can be the, at the game in Cincinnati at 3 on t Wednesday because you wisely took the day off, 
then by all means, take your own stuff. You still have to get it approved, but take it yourself. But if you can't make it, just give it to Evan. Give it to me. Give it to Evan. It's his job. It'll be in your seat, ready to roll. It's literally his job. I mean, it's not, but it's a part of it something is I'm wearing. Now, to do. It is your yeah. job. So sp- spread the word about this, people. Uh, buy your seats, whether that be in section 215, as requested by FC Cincinnati, or in some other section, as is not prohibited by any law or regulation. Uh, and <laughs> beyond that, I- I'm going to say right now, they've made it very clear no smoke. You bring in smoke, you're going to be kicked out. Don't bring your smoke. But we're the same one. We don't let you bring your smoke into our stadium either. So I'm down because we have that regulated. Like there are only certain people at our stadium who are allowed to set off Really? Smoke, and I have uh, release forms from all of them. So I, I know all of the people who are allowed to set off smoke at our stadium. I did not I have know release that. forms for all of those people. And they're only allowed to happen at certain pre-prescribed times by U.S. Soccer, United States Soccer League, etc. And they are only allowed to happen uh, in certain places in the stadium. So, all of that is accurate. So, don't bring your smoke because they're going to confiscate it and they might kick you out and I won't be able to do anything about it. At all? I mean, I'll have no recourse. I'll be like... fight anybody? I mean, it won't help. It would just get me kicked out also. So. Solidarity, man. Yeah. Well, that is what it is. All right. Um, I will be talking, however, later this week with some of our uh, supporters uh, to try to help organize that. Uh, my understanding is that Scouse's House is not organizing a uh, away trip for the Open Cup match. Uh, but I know that some of the Scouse's House people will be attending, so that's cool. Andy, have you decided if you're going? Still up in the air. Up in the air. So that's my a, job. That's a big maybe. My job gets weird sometimes. Sometimes I'll work until 5, sometimes I'll work until 8. Sure. And I don't usually know until that day. And how do you arrange to make it be 5 instead of 8? That would basically be telling, if the situation arose, it would be telling customers to go fuck themselves. Whoa. Yeah, I know. I mean, I wouldn't use those words if I were you. But, I don't, but, but, I'm but not that's what it comes down to. I got you. Understood. Well, I hope that you'll be a, get a chance to make it, and I hope that anybody who's never made the trip up to a Cincinnati away game takes this opportunity, because if you've gone, you know how awesome it is, and it's it's a blast. I know my wife is going. She is. So that's exciting, uh, and uh, you can you can heckle her about me if you want, <clears throat> or about herself. I really can't stop we that. All, we all help heckle your wife about you. I'm sure. Uh, okay, so... Any other purple stuff news? Nile is up for goal of the week in the USL. Yeah. If you haven't voted on Facebook or Twitter or USL.com, get on there and uh, vote for Nile because Nile's awesome and deserves your vote. It was a great goal and uh, it would be awesome if he won goal of the week. He also made it onto the USL team of the week. Oh, yeah. Uh, which well deserved, as yeah, we've absolutely. mentioned, the goal and the assist and just some sparkling play in the midfield. Yeah. So, way to go, Nile. Yeah. Um, we've already covered that it. it's a holiday world summer kickoff game if you are trying to do tickets and you're a teacher some free tickets right now call 502 Lou City get your free tickets for any teachers it's kind of the least that we could bet teachers deserve right? It's, they're teachers it's, I mean, not the, it's not what they deserve but it's at least a step in the right direction exactly um Oh, Scouse's House specific stuff. 
don't worry. Shannon Allward is doing tailgate. Back in the saddle. Is doing the tailgate this weekend. She's not in Red River Gorge this time. No, so if She's you, not watching if you, Liverpool win the Champions League this if time. If you've ever had her food, her tailgate food. It's worthwhile. Oh, man. It's a good time. Oh, my God. The pretzels dipped in the... St- yeah. And the slider. Oh, man. It's good stuff. If you've never had her food, I feel bad for you. And you can remedy that by coming to our tailgate on Saturday. I recommend getting out to the tailgate for all these city games. Plus, we're just... You're really nice. pleasant people to be around. Really nice. Most of you. I mean, I can live without Jared. Well, oh, right. But Everybody you know. can. Um, well, let's see here. Uh, USL summer camps going on currently. So uh, we've got uh, USL Loose City's summer camp, the first round. There are three more. If you want your child between the ages of 6 and 18 to get a chance to train with uh, Mario Sanchez running the show, one of Loose City's coaches, some of the players expected to stop by. Some of the other coaches expected to draft up some drills for us. Some really talented Division One and Two college players are uh, mainly doing the hands-on work with your with your kids. And these are some uh, you know full-on stud athletes teaching yeah. your kids how to soccer. I'm there right now. It's the weather's been gorgeous this week for it, and uh, I recommend it. It's the people you want teaching your kid how to play. Yes, yes, and uh, really a nice smorgasbord. Leo's going to be out there someday. Leo. My son. Your child. My child. You've chosen the name. I have chosen the name. Okay, it'll be Leo. Now, how does your wife Leo. feel about Leo? She No, she loves it. We have, we have penciled in Leo Thomas Charles. Okay. Strong names. Leo Thomas Charles Leo Frederick. Thomas Charles Frederick. That's a lot of names. Is it Leo? Is it Leonardo? Is no, it, it's just uh, Leo. Okay. Just Leo. After my great uncle. Okay, not Leonis? No. Leonidas. Leonidas. Dude. Man. That would be a baller name. Right, though? Like one of the greatest baller military name. leaders of all time, right? And no, we're just doing Leo. Gerard Butler's abs? <laughs> This is Sparta. <laughs> Come on. No, we're just doing Leo. Leo, Charles, Thomas, Goble, Frederick. And I, <laughs> not, oh, not, did I not slide that in quite enough? You sorry. think that five names is too many? It is. Interesting. That's filling out. That's more of a second child name. Yeah, applications would get would get difficult at that point. It would. Understood. Um, my wa- Stephanie likes it. Stephanie says that when we see the kid, we'll know for sure. I'm saying that his name's. His name How are you going to market the baby, so that you know that it's I'm yours? I'm going to market because I'm saying. Well, no, yeah, absolutely. I'm it asking. Comes out, how do you market? Mark it? So you know he's because here's the thing. Maybe the baby they hand you initially looks like a Leo, and you name it Leo. Yeah. And then the baby they actually give you. Yeah. Is like very obviously a Carl. No. <laughs> no. So actually, I have a plan for that. Um, Tattoo guns, sure, right, are usually run off of like there's a if you anybody who has a tattoo knows that a tattoo gun has like pneumatics cable yeah. and there's a thing. I have devised a battery operated tattoo gun, like okay. an all in one. And what I'm gonna do when Leo comes out, give him a little lion to me. I'm gonna put a little skull, a little skull, a little skull, a lion skull. That would be. I feel like that's too. That would two be, on point. Yeah, 
A little too on the nose? A little too, little too on the nose. I'm going to do It'll a little... probably have a big enough nose for you to put it he on there. Will, hey he'll, be a Frederick. he'll be a hey Frederick. He'll be a Frederick. He'll have a Roman nose. Roman is the nice way to put that. Shut up. Uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tattoo a little skull on him. Okay. All right. So Leo with the skull. Yeah. And if they hand you back a baby with no skull... No, this is not my baby. Not my, where's the skull tattoo? Where's my skull, where's my skull baby? We washed that off. No, you didn't. Oh. You fucking lie to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, we had this conversation the other day that Leo will likely go first summer camp, mm-hmm. walkout kid, yeah. ball kid, yeah. numerous high five lines. Oh, yeah. Academy kid. Well, yeah. First teamer. Yeah. Stays first team mm-hmm. even during his national team call ups. Yeah, I'd like him to play some U's, though, like in other states, just to get, well, just, sure. you know, just to get some experience sure. in other places, to go in places like maybe like, I'm thinking like U17 and like Miami. Okay. Maybe U19 and well, like. Well, we'll just take Mario's advice on that. We'll let Mario yeah, tell I'll you. Ask where to Mario, go. Yeah, I'll Mario, like, hey, what should I do with this child? Because obviously he will still be an LCFC guy eventually. But... What should I do with this child? Right. Um, I'm actually going to have. Stephanie doesn't know this yet, but when we get closer to her due date, I'm actually going to have the team lay hands on her. Oh, nice. <laughs> Just to imbue him with... Nice. <laughs> Maybe as a more realistic goal, you have Lance lay hands on her, and it, that good. baby comes out with a beautiful cry. Just a... Like... An, a, a, a glorious... Yeah. God, that'd be amazing. That would be amazing. It would be. It would make it less annoying to get up five times <laughs> than <the> night. <laughs> All right, we've gone off the rails oh. as is expected. Uh, you had some attendance numbers you wanted to give us before. Oh we, uh, yeah, before just we, uh, like exit. just to keep things in perspective here. So the week of June second, uh, if you if you if you're on Reddit, which if you're like me, you're a geek. And you do things like get on Reddit and fall down Reddit rabbit holes, and in which case you've absolutely discovered the Loose City Reddit and the USL Pro Reddit. The USL Pro Reddit uh, had an interesting table on it last week. For the, so for the week of June second, Louisville City was third in attendance. Okay. Third out of eighteen teams, and it was just champions. All right. Third in attendance. Okay. It's not bad. No, that's perfectly adequate, yeah. And that's playing on a baseball field. Exactly. Exactly. And not a first-place team right now. And bad weather at three of our games. Exactly. That's decent attendance. Right. The 16, 17, and 18 seasons. Yeah. Averaged. Yeah. Fourth. Okay. So we're actually doing better... Total in attendance now than we were. Yes. Historically. Yes, and so because you hear a lot of just grumblings, in terms of place. In terms of place, yeah, you hear a lot of grumblings about why aren't people coming to the games? And here's the thing: we talk a lot about get people to the game. Do what happened to me. Evan brought me to a game and was yep. like, "Just come with me to a game. Just try it once, and then I'm hooked." Right? And oh, we, oh, oh, oh! In the salvage time. Oh, no, I think Jamaica may have won it here. Sorry. I, I agree. Do we preach all the time? 
bring somebody, bring somebody, bring somebody. Yeah. Attendance is just outside of the sheer monetary for the club. Bring somebody, right? Yeah. The team no we know for a fact the team notices. Yeah. We know that. Absolutely. We've had multiple players say, yeah, we love the crowd. Playing in front of a big crowd like that is a uh, big deal. If you've ever watched a game, U.S. Open Cup or regular league play, the game has ended. Jamaica has won. They're showing Sean Francis on the screen right now. Yeah. All right. If you've ever watched a game on TV, they mention, they have mentioned several times, the support for Louisville City is one of the best in the league. Agreed. Okay. So whenever you... And that takes into account two things, because it's, yes, it's numbers, but it's also passion. Exactly. So sometimes 7,000 truly engaged fans is better than 12,000 fans who are just there for a burger. Exactly. And so what I'm saying to you, and it's backed up by numbers. It is. Right? What I'm saying is it's easy to grumble about attendance. When you're as passionate as we are about it, as the listeners are about it, it's easy for us to grumble about it. Yep. But keep something in mind. We're still one of the top in the league in attendance. Agreed. Okay. Keep it up. Yep. What we are doing is working. You got to finish strong. That's one of the hallmarks of our of our club is that as you get closer to the playoffs, people the excitement starts to build a little bit. Yeah. You've usually gotten through the worst of the weather, <clears throat> usually. And uh, the kids are out of school. You're, you're getting more people in the stadiums at that point. Yeah. Uh, the last couple of games, we've been up over 8,900 and then 9,600. 9, a couple of, couple, of nice, couple of nice numbers the last two games. Let's keep building on that. Yeah. Make sure we finish Show people why we're passionate about it because clearly it works. And also, if you haven't bought your season ticket packages yet by calling 502 City, then uh, you're not doing yourself a proper service because... We're not going to have an attendance problem next year. No. <laughs> and you want to be on those lists to be able to get your uh, priority seating for those. Because I, I have seen, I'm, I'm going to taunt this out there, I have seen the official pricing sheet. I now know, I know how much your seats will cost next year. I'm not allowed to tell what that is. That's not. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not bringing that out into the floor. That still has to be there. There are board meetings. Yeah. There are ownership meetings where there's, there's some red approval. tape that has. There's that. a whole bunch. Yeah. But I've seen the finalized. What the office has put together. I've seen the final numbers. You're gonna like them, people. Especially the people in the supporters groups and in Scouse's house and uh, in the freestanding areas. You're gonna like your ticket prices. Yeah. And here's the thing. Four years from now. When you see people, when you talk to people at a game, and they say, oh, this is the first time we bought this, Louisville City is great. You can say, look, I've been there from the beginning. I, I remember play when they played crappy baseball field. field. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when Evan used to have to lug those field boards out there for every dang game and then lug them back off for every game. Yeah. Uh, no, the, the price is, it's looking like first, second week of August, somewhere in there. I'm not announcing any dates. We don't have a date in mind yet. I'm just saying that it's looking like very early August. Right. You'll be able to start buying some stuff. Uh, if you happen to have a couple hundred thousand dollars and are interested in being one of the major uh, stadium sponsors, yeah, give us a call. Like we, we'd take that phone call if you've got a hundred grand you are interested in finding a home yeah. for. Uh, and 
I'll tell you this, if you want a sweet, good luck. Good luck. I want to stand in, so I guess we got to stand in, in the suite of suites. The, uh, the, the primary ownership suite. The suite. I want to stand in when it gets closer. Yeah. Well, I, I will tell you that Howie was talking to me uh, the other day about the idea that we're probably going to do a once stuff is done, a season ticket holder event of some kind in the stadium. So now, I don't want to be like this. You'll be the first ones in there because, you know, ownership groups and sponsorship groups and media groups are probably going to get a chance. That's, that is what it is. But before we go full on open to the public, but while it looks pretty done, season ticket holders are going to get a chance to get your butts in there, it looks like. So I'm just saying you're going to get a chance to stand in a suite even though you'll never personally be able to afford one. Maybe. Poor Leo. <laughs> poor, poor Leo. Take all of your money. Um, it won't matter. He'll be playing. There you go. Well, then, they'll, then they'll make room for you. Maybe. If it, honestly, if I can, and here's I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get mushy on you for a second. If I can watch my son play for Louisville City, I don't care where he wears. Right. I get that. Yeah. I don't. I can't a, even I imagine. I don't give a shit where I stand. Yeah. If I, I can watch my son play for Louisville City. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. No. no I'm. I'm not kidding you. That would be exciting. Your child is going to have an insane aptitude for arithmetic. That's what's just going to happen now. You know what? Then that's what it is. Hey, right? He could be the best accountant Lou City ever had. As long as he's the best at whatever he likes. There you right? go. That's the new dad talking. There it is. Um, I think, oh, I, I do, before we fully sign off for the night, I do want to say uh, the season ticket holder bowling event last night was a lot of fun. Got to see a lot of the uh, bowler, the players out there bowling. Shantosh apparently invented a new style of bowling. Through the legs with the spare yeah, was pretty right? sick. The granny, but like the reverse granny. And the reverse granny blind yeah. taking down the pins is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, no, there were several good, uh, shockingly, professional athletes coordinated enough to be decent bowlers for the most part. Weird. Not all of them, but many of them. I mean, they, these guys were mostly in the 130s range. Do you so. follow Oscar on Instagram? I do not really do the... I'm not really on the gram. I'm on it, but I'm not really on it. I know, because I send you stuff and you don't reply. And I send you great stuff that you, you would appreciate. You send me stuff that is... I have to like some other page. You have permission. to follow them to see it. It's yeah. a lot of work. Oh my on Twitter, God. you send me a thing. I see the thing. The thing is done. You all post... I'm talking to you as a member of Louisville, like you work. I'm aware Club. we have an Instagram. You account. all post so much. How do you not follow it? Because I just have to. I, I verify that we post the stuff we're contractually obligated. It's not to good post. enough. It's not good enough. Okay. It's not well, good enough. I'll, 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 Oscar, weirdly, okay, not good at juggling. Not good at juggling. Actual like juggling, not ball juggling. Yeah, I was gonna say like, I bet he's pretty good at juggling. He's pretty uh, good at like like. Feet. Right, yeah. right, right. No, no, no. Can't juggle. Okay, interesting. I found that weird. I was like. But, you know, it is a skill. That's something that even coordinated people have to take a little time to learn. A little. If I can do it, I feel like... I'm sure that if he put his mind to it for, a, you know, an hour or two... He Does he want it. me to teach him? I'll ask. Ask him. We'll find out. Uh, but, no, it was a great event. Uh, a lot of lot of really great great things to be able to see your, uh, your coach hack out there bowling. Got to see a bunch yeah. of the players out there bowling. Paolo Del Piccolo to even things up bowled right-handed despite being a lefty and still demolished Mario Sanchez. Demolished. Really? Yeah, owned him. 
So I'm just saying that we that it was fun. Just another example of the stuff that you get to do if you're a season ticket holder. That's a lot of fun. So, uh, guys, Saturday. Loudon United FC, got to get the win. Need a win. I don't want one point. No. I don't want zero points. I want three. So let's get it. Uh, and uh, with that, I you know, I've, you know, we didn't talk about purple stuff at all. We talked. We did some news. Yeah, we just we didn't, didn't mention news, but we've been having stuff. purple stuff. Cheers, and all that. And with that being said, uh, I think there's only one way to end this podcast, and that's by saying what we always say, and that is, Go, go City. city.